To celebrate the holidays, we're bringing you 12 days of family history research. So we're going to take this opportunity to get back to basics of family history research. And each day, we'll bring you a different strategy that will help you find your family. Merry Christmas from Journey Through the Generations. Hey everybody, welcome back to Journey Through the Generations, day nine in the 12 Days of Family Research series. Um, If you haven't uh, gone and listened to days one through eight, um, I would appreciate it if you would go back and take a listen um, and let us know what you thought about um, those um, episodes. So today we are going to talk about social organizations and church records. Um, So there's a lot of different um, organizations out there that people were a part of. Of course, churches um, have lots of records sometimes, depending on um, how your church operated. Yeah. When I think of social organizations, I always think of what were you doing outside of your job and your family? Like, what were you doing like your hobbies and who you hung out with so um like you said eastern star mason fraternities sororities um did you volunteer um your political group things like that are the things that i think about when i think of social organizations yeah and a lot of times a lot of times that information is limited to you because it's private information such as you know fraternities and sororities so it may be hard to get some of that information however if you know they are a part of that organization you can go back and listen to day seven when we talked about the fan club yes you can talk to some of the other members Mm -hmm. of the organization and you can verify hey was my granny a part of, a part of the Order of Eastern Stars? Yes. yes. Okay. Cool. Good deal. Yeah. You know that you, might be all you find out. But right. You. I mean, you never know. You something. might find some basics when she was a part of it. If she held the office, mm-hmm. um, yep. things like that. So this is also a good opportunity to be able to find your family in books. Um, people write about these kinds of things all the time. Mm-hmm. So you know, you may find a book about your community um, baking club where they have recipes or, you know, things about the people who had the famous sweet potato pie recipe and she won a blue ribbon 10 times or something like that. Anything that you you can find out about your um, community, you can find out in books and social history, social organizations are a lot of things that you find in narratives, books, magazines, um, things like newspaper articles. Right. Yeah, because we talked about newspapers a few episodes ago which you should go back and listen to. And, um, you know, that could definitely have been an article written about the organization and your relatives' um, names was written into it. Um, this is where I'm going to step forward a little bit in our 12 day and talk about technology. Um, you know, I always say Google is your friend. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have a cell phone, you have a computer in your hand. So and it goes everywhere with you. So, you know, using Google would be a good 
you know, first place to start searching and see if you find information. You never know. You never know. And you can also set up Google alerts. I've done that for a particular school that I'm researching. And I've gotten like a few alerts throughout the years. This is a a school that's no longer in existence. Um, But I've gotten a few alerts um, in the past five years that have been able to assist me with my research. Yes. And then think about this. Think about this. You know, there are um, like school reunions all the time. Mm-hmm. Alumni and, associations. Yep. And alumni associations doing, um, you know, reunions and whatever. And they most likely always will have a Facebook page. <laughs> and it's usually least. public. And mm-hmm. so if you do a search on Facebook, um, you could find a class that's either a, your relative's class or a class close to it. Mm-hmm. And as people get older, you don't have a reunion every year. You usually have it like every five or 10 years or whatever, but you can become a member of that group, get in there and ask, ask the question and say, Hey, did anybody know, you know, my relative? Mm -hmm. And then there you go. You've already started a conversation. You never know what could happen. You never know. You may be able to actually attend the next reunion and actually get some firsthand knowledge, pictures, yearbook, yearbook. um, things like that. Um, so, yes, social organizations, you can find out a lot of information. Um, the other thing that we want to talk about today is church records. Yes. When I think about church records, I think about baptisms. I think about marriages. I think about funerals. But one of the things that just recently came to me um, also that gives you a lot of information are um, church anniversary programs. Mm. When, you know, a church, if it's been in the community for a long time, I know my hometown church had a 100th year church anniversary. And I actually have that program from the 80s. And it had pictures of, you know, members of the church. Um, It had history of the church, but also included the community. So I was able to find out information about my granny. Um, and I saw pictures of um, her and her husband together. Um, so you just never know what you can find out during with church records. Yeah. And some churches obviously are better than others yes. at keeping records. Some churches went through fires and tornadoes and, you know, things like that. Some religions are better than others at keeping records. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Um, so yeah, you have to go and search. You have to go and look and do the work and to see, you know, it may not be available, but it might be, it might be, it might be like on a state level. It might even be on a national level, not maybe not necessarily in that community where your family lived. If that church is no longer there, then they may have sent those records, you know, off to the, the state AME, whatever it's called. And then you know, you also need to make sure you look in your family Bible. Oh, that's um, a good one. Family Bible. So you use that. Um, look on social media. Um, there's a lot of different things you can do to find those church records. But um, but yeah, I mean, those are good pieces of information, especially uh, funeral programs. We've talked about funeral mm-hmm. programs a lot um, in the past. And it's, uh, you know, it's just a good resource for you to have because you have... Um, a lot of family members' names. Yeah, you literally have from birth to death in one. Yeah, I'm just like, document. how can you get better information than a very good and accurate, you know, funeral mm-hmm. program? Absolutely, 
So and a so lot much of good information. Yeah, and a lot of churches keep those for every yeah. service that they have at that at that church. Yeah. So yeah, you definitely gotta go and um, you know look for that information with church records and you know cross your fingers and hope for the best yeah and a lot of them aren't digitized right now so you probably will have to go you know to the community and to the church and maybe the church secretary can um if they don't have any she can put you in touch with one of the you know oldest living church members that might have some information um maybe have some of those you know anniversary programs um in their own personal collection and so that might be an avenue for you to go to as well. And I would encourage you that you um, do a special project and go to your church and um, check and see what kind of records they have and what they've done with them. Um, are they digitized? Can you work on getting them digitized? Uh, recruit some um, members of your church or some members of your genealogy community mm-hmm. to come in and do some uh, digitizing right um, you can partner with out. the library yep you'll help out further uh, or future generations yeah. of people who are um who are looking for Research, our, yeah, yeah. Our family members and ancestors you can get those copied and donate them to the local library um, a genealogy society local yeah. genealogy society so there's a lot of things that we can do once we find the information for ourselves to make sure that we're preserving it for others yeah i think that would be a good project for you know someone mm-hmm. to do absolutely if especially if you find a wealth of information um, you can make that available. I mean, you just, there are so many people, so many of us out there doing family research and trying to find information about our families. And we won't find it unless we have it somewhere uh, digitized or a part of some sort of collection in a mm-hmm. library or something. It does no good in these churches because we have no idea, um, you know, what they have, what they don't have. And so uh, shit, I was kind of said that wrong. I know it's say it doesn't do any good. It, it's good that people have it. It's just that... People know, need we, access to it. Yeah, we just don't have access to it when it's in some storage you unit, know, yeah. shelter or room or whatever. Case yeah, maybe, and so. part of family history is also preserving our stories. Yep. So... Yes, for sure. So, all right, guys, we appreciate you for listening. All of our um, social media information is in the description box. I will put a link of the funeral programs episode that we did and that was all we talked about wasn't it yes yeah so i'll put that link to that down in the um episode notes and then also i was gonna say your blog yes funeral programs. and i have a a wordless wednesday with that um church anniversary program um, on it yeah so we'll put that on we'll put that one on facebook and you can go and take a look so all right guys we're gonna go uh, appreciate you for listening go back and listen to previous episodes and we'll be back tomorrow with day 10 talk to y'all later thanks guys